Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. talk to you guys about was oh my god the super moon over the weekend wow <laughs> so i made myself some moon water if you uh look on my facebook page i tell you how you can actually make moon water it's so crazy easy i mean all you gotta do is put some unfluoridated water in a glass and just cover it up and put it outside or you know if you live in a really cold area you want maybe keep it on a windowsill so that way it doesn't freeze but Either way, the super moon, oh my God, it was so gorgeous. So all my stones are charged and I am feeling charged. A couple of my plants are feeling very charged. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was absolutely beautiful. So anyhow, so let's just dive in, shall we? So the crystal of the week is white howlite. So I actually have a couple of different sources on white howlite. I actually have a couple of these crystals and it's a phenomenal guardian stone. I absolutely love it. So I got this really great book called Crystals for Beginners by Karen Fraser. And I've just been devouring all the stuff that she has in here. It's wonderful. So I'm going to start with her and what she says about white howlite. And so she says, because it has veins similar to turquoise, howlite is often dyed blue and sold as the gemstone. However, undyed howlite is lightly colored. It's white, gray, or colorless, which is why it is so easily dyed. It is a stone used to link people to the divine. It originates in the United States. Its shape is generally natural, tumbled, polished, carved, or cut. It absorbs energy. Its colors come in white, gray, and colorless, and its main chakra is brown, and the best placement is near the crown chakra as earrings or a necklace, and it helps with attunement to the divine, connecting to higher truth, calming anxiety, reducing stress, easing extreme negative emotions like rage. It works with turquoise, amethyst, and sodalite, and usage tip is during times of high stress or tension where carved howlite jewelry to help calm you. And I got some additional information too about white howlite on um, littleboxofrocks.com. And it said howlite is a smooth white marble-like stone with dark charcoal veins running through it. Its meaning is said to be dominant. It's a dominant guardian stone. It can aid in self-awareness and is helpful in calming the mind. This marbled stone calms wistful states of mind and emotions, providing support and releasing attachments to old emotional pain and can ease stress and anxiety. This gem is thought to help clear one's mind and provide focus of one's goals and ambitions. This stone is especially good for students when choosing a life path or simply during study. It is known to expand horizons and to open the mind to new knowledge. It can also improve memory and simplify learning. How light can also be used as a tool to aid insomnia. 
When faced by an overactive mind, place this crystal under your pillow to inspire a restful sleep and guided dreams. So if any of you have any issues sleeping, this would be a great stone for you to have. I know I work with a ton of people that have issues sleeping and I think that this would be fantastic for them. So if you have any of these issues, maybe check out some white howlite at your local crystal shop, buy yourself some, put it underneath your pillow and maybe get some better sleep. So why don't we move along then, shall we? The quote of the week. So I found this and I thought this was so beautiful. And this is by Zoe Schuyler. And she said, for a star to be born, there is one thing that must happen. A gaseous nebula must collapse. So collapse, crumble. This is not your destruction. This is your birth. And that was by Zoe Schuyler. Okay, so now we're going to dive into the topic of the week. Man, I am just plowing through it here, guys. <laughs> Maybe I should talk about other things. No, I'm just kidding. Let's just keep going. So the topic of the week is dream interpretation. And genuinely, when I started this podcast, this was the one of the couple of things that I was so excited about talking about because I think dream interpretation is so cool. It's just amazing what it, your subconscious is telling you when you're your conscious mind is not in the mix. So I think that this is going to be one of the first of a few episodes because of how fast this topic is. And to go over all the dreams is going to be impossible to do in one episode. So to start out, we'll go over the meanings of very common dreams and questions surrounding them and even maybe even some nightmares. So I did my research by reading a book called The Dream Interpretation Handbook, also by Karen Frazier. That was sort of a coincidence, honestly. Like when I was doing my research and I ordered the books, they just happened to be by the same offer. And I was like, oh, all right then. <laughs> so she was very, very helpful to me the, for this episode in particular, and I think for many going forward. Anyhow, so in finding some of the more common dreams, I found 15 common dreams that we'll go over. The first one is falling. And Karen goes in to say that falling is one of the most common dream plots. Falling dreams are dreams about anxiety and lack of control. When you fall, it starts with an uncontrolled action. In other words, you didn't initiate the fall. And you also have no control over how you land. In dreams, falling signifies you feel lack of control in some aspect of your life or that you currently don't have a safe place to land. That is, you don't feel safe or secure. I have had a couple of those falling dreams and points of my life, and that actually makes a whole lot of sense thinking back to where I was having those dreams and where I was in my life. The next topic is flying. I've had a couple of those dreams too. I'm sure a lot of you have as well. So flying dreams are a common positive dream. They represent freedom, reaching for and achieving goals and soaring to new heights. Flying can also show you a new perspective because when you fly, you see the world in a new way. And while you can't really have that same perspective while you're on earth, Likewise, because we conflate heaven with being above us, 
and in the sky, flying may represent spiritual seeking and or attainment or enlightenment. Notice how you feel when you fly. Does it feel exhilarating or terrifying? If terrifying, it may suggest you're afraid to reach for your goals. So the next one is nakedness. These dreams are almost always about feeling exposed and vulnerable. Without clothing, you expose yourself to the world and allow others to see you without your mask. Where you are, who is there, and how you feel will give you more information about where you've been feeling vulnerable or exposed and why. The dream can either be about true feelings of vulnerability or fear of vulnerability and exposure. The next dream is teeth falling out. Now I've had a few of these over the years and I didn't really get why that was going on. And so this was pretty clarifying for me. So teeth typically represent our ability to nourish ourselves in some way or our availability to hold in our words when they're unkind or unneeded. So to understand what it means when teeth fall out in your dreams, pay attention to why. If they fall out because they're rotted, it suggests you feel you haven't been living up to your values or ethics. If someone punches them out, it suggests you've been unkind in your words or thoughts. If they fall out in front of others, it may suggest you're afraid others will see you are not living up to your personal standards. And the next dream, this is number five, is chasing or being chased. And chasing or being chased is among the most common dream plots and they often arise in recurring dreams. When you're being chased in a dream, it suggests you're running from something. It could be some shadow aspect of yourself, an emotion, or even a responsibility. So pay attention to what is chasing you and the dream's context to understand what you're avoiding. If you're the chaser, it suggests you're reaching for or pursuing something that feels just out of your grasp. Notice how that feels and notice when you, how close you are to what you're trying to catch and to get an idea of how close you feel to your goal. Additionally, notice what you're chasing and how you feel about it as well as the context of the dream to understand what goals or ambitions the dream is. I don't even know what I put there. I wrote it down and I can't even understand what I wrote. <laughs> the dream is recalling, revealing. That's what I put, revealing. Okay, now that we've established that my handwriting is less than stellar, let's move on to the next dream. So taking a test is the next dream. Just as you take tests academically to assess your progress, taking a test in a dream suggests you're either being tested or assessing yourself in some way. If you're taking a test on a subject you know nothing about, you may feel as though you're in over your head in some aspect of your life, or you need to learn more about something important. If you fail, it can pinpoint aspects of your life about which you feel insecure. If you ace a test, it suggests you feel ready to meet any of life's challenges head on. Maybe I'd like a couple more of those dreams. <laughs> so the next one is death or dying. 
And death dreams are about endings, which inevitably lead to new beginnings. So before we get really scared about having a death dream, let's talk about some examples here. So if the plot of a dream is that you die, it's a sign that some aspect of your life is ending, but something new will begin. The dream is of completion and closure, so you can move on. In the tarot deck, death is a major archetype that represents bringing something to an end to facilitate a new beginning as well. If you dream someone else dies, pay attention to who it is. That person will represent some aspect of yourself and the dream means it's time to bring that aspect to completion. Dreaming of killing or murdering means you wish to kill some aspect of yourself because you dislike it or have disowned it. This is a manifestation of a shadow dream. And we'll talk about some shadow work at the end of this, so bear with me. Meeting a celebrity. So I actually recently had a dream where I met a celebrity. Funny enough, I didn't really recognize it, but I kind of knew that this person was a celebrity. It was very interesting. Anyhow, I digress. This actually came from dreambible.com because the book didn't have anything really much pertaining to meeting celebrities. So what dreambible.com had was celebrities in dreams are usually symbols for some aspect of your personality or something about you based on your opinions, feelings, thoughts, or memories of that celebrity. Like all people in dreams, celebrities are personal symbols and hold different meanings for each person. It's impossible to have any definite meanings for any person in your dreams as people tend to perceive each other in completely different ways. Each person in our dreams requires us to spend time thinking about what qualities stand out most about them and what personality traits they have that we can see in ourselves. Meeting a celebrity can be a manifestation of your spirit guide also speaking to you directly. So pay close attention to what they say if they say anything at all. Because that was in my dream. That was a manifestation of my spirit guide kind of handing out a warning to me. So that was very interesting. So if you do, I feel like that's a really good way for you to find out what some sort of higher purpose or higher part of yourself is telling you. The next dream is cheating or infidelity. Very common dream, this one, apparently. So if you're with someone in your dream who is not your current partner, but you're not really aware in the dream world that you're cheating, it isn't actually an infidelity dream. It's a dream about loving the aspect of yourself the person you're with represents. If, however, you recognize your behavior in the dreams as infidelity. It is telling you something about the state of your current relationship. The dream suggests you are dissatisfied with your current partner or you feel there are real issues in the relationship that need to be resolved. If you're not currently partnered, it may suggest you need to heal your relationship with yourself. The next dream is dreams about being late. And this one I also got from a different source. This one was from michaelrolson.com. And he states, being late in a dream is a symbol of needing to change in a life or a hope of change in life. Dreams about being late can also symbolize an unconscious fear of missing an opportunity or missing out on something critical. For example, developing your relationship, raising a family, etc., etc. 
On psychiclibrary.com, it says, this type of dream might mean that you are taking too much on in your waking life and might be a symbol of your associated frustration. It can also be a sign of ambivalence and that you are waffling and having difficulty in making decisions about new opportunities in your life. There might also be a very deep-seated fear of change Additionally, you may feel that you're not being supported in accomplishing your immediate goals. You may be very confused about making a solid plan or that you will be unable to make all of the appointments on your calendar. Good planning, time management, and setting realistic goals may help alleviate the recurrence of these types of dreams. The next one, now we're on number 11, is pregnancy. So, Pregnancy dreams are about creativity and growth. Now, even men can have pregnancy dreams, although it's it's far less common for men. These dreams suggest you are incubating a creative idea and you desire deeply for it to grow to fruition. If you give birth in the dream, it suggests you're ready to bring your creative idea into the world. Of course, pregnancy dreams can also be about a desire to have children or it may be about being pregnant. For example, you may dream you're pregnant before you know that you are because the body has its own wisdom and you're subconsciously aware of it before your conscious mind knows. Likewise, if you dream about your pregnancy while you're pregnant, these dreams are often either processing dreams or dreams associated with common worries pregnant mothers have. The next dream, number 12, is driving or driving an out-of-control vehicle. Plots about driving are about your journey through life. Pay attention to how you feel. Are you in control or are you out of control? Are you relaxed or stressed, joyful or angry? These all tell you how you feel your journey is going. If you're not driving and someone else is, it indicates that you feel the aspect of you is that person represents is in control right now, or you feel you're not in control of your life's path. So pay attention to context also and other symbols to determine who or what you might feel is driving you right now. Number 13 is being on a roller coaster. And I also got this one from dreams.metroeve.com. And being on a roller coaster represents frequent ups and downs in your waking life. You're experiencing an erratic, chaotic, or unpredictable situation. A roller coaster may be a sign that you need to take a step back and balance yourself. A situation that you feel is an, quote, emotional roller coaster ride. Enjoying a situation where you are out of control can be really great for some people. Maybe they just have too much control in their life and maybe having that feeling of just being completely hands-off can be very enjoyable. Negatively, a roller coaster may reflect feelings of being unable to control how dangerous a situation is and fearing doing something you've never done before. Feeling stupid for having gotten involved in a risky or fast-paced situation could be it also. Naive fantasies about all the hard work you've been doing ending up an exciting and thrilling outcome, or a preoccupation with risk and excitement when it's not appropriate. Alternatively, a roller coaster may reflect a pleasant thrill experience in waking life, 
feeling good and enjoying an unpredictable or risky situation. To dream of falling off a roller coaster represents feelings of being unable to maintain control or quote unquote hold on during a chaotic or unpredictable situation. It may also reflect pleasant thrills that have become threatening. So dream number 14 is sex dreams. Although sex dreams can actually be about the desire for sex, more frequently the dreams are about the desire to establish intimacy with yourself or another, or to make more intimate connections in your life. Or sometimes the person you are with may have a trait or gift that you want to hone yourself or you find desirable. So the last dream that is the most common is traveling. So dreams where you travel, and I got this from dreamastromeanings.com. And traveling in a dream could symbolize our life path on the movement towards our life goals. It indicates the continued progress towards achieving our dreams and desires, as well as the work and effort put into achieving these dreams and goals. Dreams about traveling can sometimes symbolize the daily routine as we go through it. So those are the 15 most common dreams that we have. So I wanted to answer a couple of different questions that I had found about some dreams. And the first one is what are common symbols in dreams? And what it says in Karen's book here is there are actually impersonal symbols And then there are symbols that actually are very personal. So if a symbol has a personal meaning to you, such as something you use in your daily life or job, chances are it's about what you use it for as opposed to its symbolic meaning. For example, a technical support person who dreams about malfunctioning technology is likely dreaming about work as opposed to the inability to communicate with someone. A needle for a seamstress probably doesn't mean a relationship needs mending, although a shirt might. A pill for a doctor doesn't mean it's necessarily about healing, it's probably about work and so on. When symbols are personal, so personal symbols or personal symbolism also plays a very important role in dreams. For example, if you grew up Muslim, your symbolism will be quite different from someone who is pagan, and that person's symbolism is different from Christian symbolism. Personal symbols come from culture, family, neighborhood, educational background, religion, racial affiliation, and more. For example, if you're Chinese heritage, you may view a rat, which is a sign of the Chinese zodiac, differently for someone who is from the West who would see the rat as a pest. Likewise, if you're Native American or First Nation, you may have different associations for totems or spirit animals than a non-Native. If you're a Catholic, Incense in a dream may mean something totally different to you than it would be to a new age believer or a feng shui practitioner. I always suggest seeking personal associations for symbols before you look to universal symbols. Ask yourself what a symbol means in regard to your personal life, family, neighborhood or community, friends, educational affiliations, hobbies, work or career, city, state, region, country, race, culture, spiritual background or religion, gender identity, sexual orientation, political affiliation or beliefs, etc. 
it's important to realize how much each can affect how you view a symbol. Look there before looking universally. So the next question is, can you prevent nightmares? And I think the, the overall answer to this is no. So, but I, we are gonna discuss nightmares in general. So what Karen says is, although nightmares can feel terrifying and disconcerting, they actually serve a valuable purpose. Nightmares can have a much stronger emotional impact than most other dreams. So they often contain the strongest messages for us about things we need to recognize but are failing to. For instance, a nightmare about being chased by a UFO could suggest you feel alienated in some aspect of your life and it is causing significant psychological distress. You can also put a white howlite underneath your pillow. <laughs> Maybe sleep a little bit better. Did you see what I did there? I picked a crystal for, you know, the topic. I'm so great. Anyway, what do animals in dreams mean? So for this one, animals play many roles in dreams because they're such a big part of our world. They are also a part of the dream world. Ask yourself what the animal represents to you before you look to universal symbols. You may find animal symbolism in things that are meaningful to you, such as Chinese or Western astrology or Native American and First Nation totems and spirit animals. If you're afraid of an animal, it may mean something different than if you love that animal. For example, snakes are one of my phobias. I mean, I I mean she this is Karen, but I, I'm also terrified of snakes. But Karen's son and his girlfriend love snakes and have one named Norbert as a pet. The meaning of snakes in Karen's dreams will likely be very different from the meaning of snakes in theirs. Likewise, if you love dogs but dislike cats, these two animals will mean something different than somebody who loves cats and hates dogs. And then she goes into all the different types of animals in your dreams, but that will make for a very, very long podcast. So one thing I wanted to talk about is shadow work. Now, this is actually something that I didn't really understand. And in um, my group, a lot of people will talk about shadow work and I, I did not understand what that meant. So uncovering this was really good for me because I wanted to understand what all of that meant. So what Karen states about uncovering shadows is your dreams can also show you the parts of yourself that lurk in the shadows known as shadow work. You can use the content of your dreams to shine a light on the darkest corners of yourself in order to reintegrate those parts of yourself you have disowned. For example, many people carry unrecognized guilt or shame. Shame is guilt that has become stuck and embodied. This unacknowledged guilt can be psychologically and spiritually devastating and can lead to all sorts of unhealthy, unconscious beliefs about oneself. For example, someone abused as a child may have a deep sense of shame about the abuse, believing it was somehow their fault, they deserved it, or they contributed to it. Often, the shame from these traumatic events is buried deep inside, but it can be unconsciously expressed in the ways the person acts, thinks, and feels as an adult. An adult with unrecognized or unacknowledged shame related to past abuse, for instance, may subconsciously choose partners who continue the abuse because they now believe they deserve it. The power of dreams is that they can help a person uncover the shame, process it, and release it so that they can make healthier choices going forward. An example of this comes from a dream shared with Karen by a friend who endured abuse as a child. 
She related that she dreamt of her abusive parents screaming, I hate you, over and over at her. In the dream, my friend looked at the screaming parent and said, well, I forgive you. She tells me that was the day she set down the anger at the parent and refused to allow it to affect her life any longer. This was a powerful way for her to use the content of a dream to spur spiritual growth. The key to doing it is learning to unlock the meaning of your dreams. So the next thing I wanted to talk about with the shadow work, this is something that Carl Jung went over and it's called Jungian Archetypes. Just at first, Carl Jung is probably the most well-known theory of dream interpretation, or he was one of the ones anyway, uh, next to Freud. Freud and Jung were friends, and they often shared and discussed their differing views of psychoanalysis and dream interpretation. Jung was younger than Freud, and he dismissed some of Freud's approaches to dreams, particularly Freud's tendency to see sex in everything. But he built on other aspects of it to create a theory of dream interpretation that was both psychological and mystical. Like Freud, Jung believed dreams were symbolic in nature, but he didn't buy into the notion that dreams were a form of wish fulfillment. Instead, Jung believed the symbolic nature of dreams was fluid based on experience and beliefs and that certain dreams were archetypal in nature, shadowing representations of one's true nature, though through personal and universal symbolism and the appearance of archetypes or overarching universal themes. So one of the Jungian archetypes is shadow. What she states is, I find that dreams are often about our shadow selves. Jung identifies this archetype as the part of yourself you may be ashamed of, repress, keep hidden, or have disowned in some way. This may include negative emotions or traits you have disowned. This archetype can appear in dreams in many ways. They can literally be a shadow, for instance, or the shadow can also be embodied in a person appearing in your dreams. For example, it may be someone with darker hair, eyes, or skin than yours, or it may be a shadowy figure, such as a thief or a murderer. The shadow's appearance often leaves you feeling uneasy and they frequently appear in nightmares. Shadows and dreams encourage you to confront issues about yourself and you do not want to see. So that was pretty much the gist of all of the dream interpretation that I have done recently. And if you have had a dream recently that you're just like, I got to know more about this, feel free to, you know, you can personal message me on Facebook or you, if you feel comfortable, you can post it on the Facebook page and I'll look into it and we'll figure it out because I think that dreams can be such a powerful representation of the things that we're moving through in life. And so that's one of the things that I really wanted to dive into this week. And I'm so glad that I got to be able to share it with you all. So if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send me an email at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or post on Third Eye with Lorelei on Facebook. And I'll be happy to get back to you and Thank you all so, so much for joining me this week again. And I really hope that you loved this episode. I loved researching it. It was a lot of fun. So I look forward to the next week and whatever I can get dug up for y'all. And I hope that you guys have a beautiful week and all the love and light in my heart to you. And I will see you so soon. 
If you find yourself interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei Podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.